Hello and welcome back to Real Horror Show during the end times. I'm your host and uh, savior, Samantha, and I'm joined as always by my co-savior, the Stormy Skies. Hello. Welcome. Welcome one, welcome all. So I saw on Twitter today that Jared Leto has apparently started a cult on an island somewhere, so I think Jared we should follow suit. That. Yeah, like, didn't he do that already? Yeah, I think that's been a thing <laughs> for a little while, but... <laughs> Now that things are already crazy enough, uh, yeah, yeah. we'll pay more attention to that. Yeah, we will. Let's amp it up, amp up the link. Yeah, Jared Leto really was like away that whole time while this happened, like, weird. Yeah, so on that note, in Germany, their version of Big Brother started filming in February. So they've just been filming the show this whole time and nobody's allowed to tell them what's going on in the outside world because that's one of the rules. You can't have, like, access to the outside world. So they have no fucking idea what's happening right now. I thought that they had to tell them. Because I was, like, no, reading they, about stuff like that. And didn't they have to tell them? I, I don't think so. I don't think they have to. Unless, like, oh, their prime I... minister got shot. Oh, I thought they told them. Because I was, like, looking into the exact same thing, like, last week. And I know that they can't know. I definitely thought that they were like, well, with the global pandemic, we have to tell these people. But maybe not. I don't know. Maybe yeah, it says did. German Big Brother cast told about Pandemic Live on TV five days ago. Oh, well... I didn't read the article five days ago. I read it before that, so... Well, shit, Sam. Get your shit straight. Anyway. I don't, I don't give a fuck about Big Brother. I'm all about that Love Island. <laughs> what's, what's Love Island? I describe it as The Sims, only you don't have to do anything. Wow, and you're on an island? Yeah, it's just a bunch of sexy singles on an island, and they're trying to find love. <laughs> sexy singles. I like that. Um, <laughs> Love Island. But, but that's not what we're here to discuss today. I mean, it's inevitable we're going to talk about the pandemic because um, the shit's just gotten worse in the last week since we talked. And since this episode comes out a week later than when we record it, things are probably going to oh, be no. even worse by next Monday. <laughs> oh, shit. I know they're going to be like, wow, they were like, they were too chill on that episode. And it's like, sorry, guys, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So just like, you know, we didn't know yet. <laughs> like, I think the thing worse than the virus, I mean, the virus is bad. It's killing people. But the rumors that are going around are just so fucking... No. Just fact-checked. Like, everybody on the town Facebook page is like, so I heard we're going to go into mandatory lockdown at 8 o'clock tonight? <laughs> no, we're not, Susan. Where did you hear that? <laughs> Susan, what the fuck? <laughs> and um, even though there are no confirmed cases within my county, everybody is saying... Oh, yeah, there are definitely cases confirmed, but I have a friend who's an ER nurse, and she said, no, none of them have been confirmed no. positive yet. Anything you hear is just a rumor. So. She's like, actually, no. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, but, um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a wild time. I 
feel low energy just because I haven't left the house today. I was going to go for a walk because you should still fucking go outside yes. and enjoy nature. You're yes. going to make your immune system a lot worse if you don't go out in the sun. Exactly. Don't like become stagnant. You need to keep, you know, like doing something, staying active. Like walking outside is a great option. Yeah. Yes. Just don't touch people and don't be in close proximity to them. It's not that hard. Also, don't let your kids play on playground equipment. That's shit. They closed our playgrounds just... because people kept fucking around and taking their kids out. And they're like, "Well, I guess we have to close them if you won't stay home." So they they all are closed right now. So like, okay, that's what's gonna happen if you guys keep taking your little kids to the gross playground, which is gross anyway. And now it's yeah. worse. Like. <laughs> Just tell them the playground's broken and they'll find something else to do outside. Kids are creative. They are. They just will just run around, dude. Like, seriously. They'll just run around. Just, it's okay. They'll find some sticks and hit each other with them. <laughs> yes. Tell them to go, like, collect all the rocks in the yard and they'll do it. Yeah. Ooh, and you could, like, make a whole activity out of it. Get some rocks and get some paint and like paint the rocks and as a parent go hide the rocks and then tell your kids to go find them. Like Easter, which like is canceled. <laughs> which is canceled. So have your own Easter egg hunt, but with painted rocks. And that would be good. Yeah. I like that. See, it's um, so easy to just be creative. Just like use your imagination. It's fine. But as I was saying, we're not here just to talk about the coronavirus and make everybody yes. super depressed. Yeah. We're here to talk about Friday the 13th, 2009. <laughs> Friday the 13th is a 2009 American slasher film directed by Marcus Nispel and written by Damian Shannon and Mark Swift. It is a reboot of the Friday the 13th film series, wah, wah, which began in 1980. <laughs> Nispel also directed the 2003 remake of Toby Hooper's The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. While Shannon and Swift wrote the screenplay for the 2003 crossover Friday of uh, Freddy vs. Jason. It stars Jared Padalecki, Danielle Panabaker, Aaron Yu, Amanda Rigetti, Travis Van Winkle, and Derek Mears, and follows Clay Miller as he searches for his missing sister Whitney, who is captured by Jason Voorhees while camping in camping in the woodland at Crystal Lake. The film was originally conceived as an origin story, but the project evolved into a reimagining of the first four Friday the 13th films. The character Jason Voorhees was redesigned as a lean, quick killer with a backstory that allows the viewer to feel sympathy for him, but not enough that he would lose his menace. In keeping with the tone of the film, Jason's mask was recreated from a mold of the original mask used in Part 3. There were subtle changes... Though there were subtle changes, Friday the 13th includes some of Henry Manfredi's music score from the previous Friday the 13th films because the producers recognized its iconic status. Friday the 13th was theatrically released in the United States on February 13th, 2009 by New Line Cinema in North America territories and Paramount Pictures internationally. The film received generally negative reviews from critics who felt that it did not add anything new to the franchise. Despite this, it had grossed over $92.7 million at the box office on a budget of $19 million, becoming the first highest-grossing film in the franchise. Wow. It really grossed the so, highest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
mean, on a budget of nineteen million, and you release a horror movie on Valentine's Day weekend. Ooh. Oh yeah. So, this movie makes me. So you've got Damien, no, Marcus Nisbell, who did Fry the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, which I I really like that. I don't know if that's controversial, but I really like that remake. I like it too. And you got, and you got the writers from Freddy vs. Jason on the project. What went wrong? I know, Freddy vs. Jason freaking rules. Like, what? <laughs> Let's talk about what a happened? couple things that went wrong, and we can start off on the topic of acting. <laughs> uh, so the only character... Well, I have... I have character slash story. I think I mean character slash acting. Um, the only <laughs> note I have is I would let Ben Feldman do anything to me. Which one is that guy? He was the one who died after getting stuck in a bear trap. Oh. At the, at the very beginning. He was in As Above, So Below. That's him. Yeah, uh, interesting. I like thought everybody was Jared Padalecki because he was in it <laughs> until he actually was there, and I was like, "Oh shit, there he is!" He doesn't come on the screen for like an hour or some shit. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's cool. Um, interesting intro because I thought that I honestly thought that like the, it was the movie, and I was like, "Well, they're killing people pretty quick." I'm not sure what the rest the rest of the time will be spent doing and then it was the intro and I'm like oh shit <gasps> what yeah that was one of my that was one of my story notes was yeah. that it was weird the intro it had it had two end like opening sequences it did so that's why I was hella confused <laughs> and fuck. the second one was way too long like we spend so much time with these characters and then they're all killed off one by one they tried to pull a scream Oh. But it just didn't work because it lasted a little too long and you have too many people. People. Yeah. Exactly. I think I liked them better than like the next round of people, honestly. Uh, yeah. But um Yeah, the yeah. the first group kind of felt more in tune with like the Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, I would cast. agree with that actually. Yeah. I think so too. Um, and then, yeah, and then we get to the next group of people, and I feel like I know them, like, I don't know if I know them more or less. It was just bizarre, these, these yeah. kids. I don't know. <laughs> I have no, I had no connection with them. And then you have Jared Padalecki, who, uh, this Jared. was actually his last movie before, like, just completely committing himself forever to Supernatural. And I really, I don't know, I feel like he could have been a really great horror movie staple, but then That's what I'm thinking. Supernatural, I, I like Supernatural just sunk its claws into him and won't let him go. Just let them free. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I really like him because... I like being able to like see him in multiple movies. Like he was in this movie, and he was in at least from what I saw, he, I only saw him in this and then the uh, remake of House, House of Wax. Wax. 
But like, I like that because I'm like, oh yeah, he's a horror guy. You know what I mean? Like he's in a bunch of these things mm -hmm. and Supernatural. Like I wish he would just, yeah, be in more like horror stuff. Cause he's like, you know, that actor, he's like a horror guy. So sucks. Yeah. I didn't know he like stopped. Uh, he he's done a few things outside of Supernatural, just TV shows, and it looks like he has another movie coming out later this year because I think Supernatural did officially end, right? Like they're done uh, after a bazillion seasons. Which I'm gonna have every Supernatural fan come after me. I've never seen the show. But thank God when you have a show that was supposed to end after season five and you drag it out for 20 more years oh my god it can't, it can't still be that good right <laughs> i know like what like wouldn't you just like run out of stuff to like do in the show mm -hmm. like i know it's like supernatural so you like focus on like supernatural stuff but like there's only so many supernatural things to you know having a show episode i don't know i never watched it myself never was interested People are just too obsessed with that shit. And if it's like 25 seasons, I'm not interested, man. I'm not ready to invest myself. Yeah. And it's not like Doctor Who where every few seasons the Doctor regenerates and you get a new Doctor and then a new cast of characters. So it kind of just refreshes itself. Yeah, that's cool. It's just, it's the same shit over and over it's again. The, yeah, it's the same shit, different day. <laughs> but... If you like Supernatural, that's fine. I just, just, just let them go. Let them be free. Yeah, let seriously. them do other projects. I know. Just let them just do stuff. Ma'am. Because Padalecki, especially now that he's gotten older and rougher looking, he uh. just fits into these like backwoods horror movies so perfectly. Dude, yeah. Oh man, and like. Speaking of, like, backwoods, like, personalities, like, I don't know what they were doing with this movie, but every everybody was awkward. Like, every character was yeah. awkward. You know what I mean? Like, I just couldn't, like, like anybody, you know, um, at all. And I know that, yeah. like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, so I had this in story, but I think it fits into what you're saying for characters and acting. What the fuck is the weird ba- is this weird back story? This guy fucked a mannequin? Where's that movie? Because oh. there's that scene where the redneck is like talking to the mannequin I about know. how she took his oh, I, was, I was like, what? So this movie has a lot of pieces that I really like, but I don't like them as a Friday the 13th movie. Yeah, that was too- that was just like too far out. You know, like, that was too like, out there. Okay, so here's my rewrite of this movie. Remove okay. Jason and have that guy be the villain who keeps Jared Padalecki's sister hostage because she looks like his mannequin. Yeah, there it is. Jared Padalecki's sister <laughs> just looks like everybody. Just fucking people want to capture her. Anyway, I think that's yeah. a good segue to story, I guess, because we were talking about keeping someone hostage mm -hmm. which you you messaged me that separately and i know that if you message me something it's really like on your mind hardcore <laughs> yeah since when does jason Voorhees take hostages what's like, he doing with her fucking clearly nothing just like doesn't even look look her direction 
How does she know it's him? (laughs) Yeah, and why did she kill... Why why didn't he kill her? Like, he's never taken a hostage before in the history of Friday the 13th. I know. And, like, I, I... I don't know. Because, okay, she has, like, the necklace that has a picture of the mom, which looks like her a little bit, I guess. But, like, it doesn't... I don't know, does, like, Jason know that she has that or like mm-hmm. not nah, i mean she has it in her hand it's just like a very confusing thing and then she's like jason and i'm just like like if he has you if he thinks you're his mom then like he wouldn't have you locked up you know yeah and like, does she look like his mom was that supposed to be the thing is that she looks like his mom that was literally the only the only like thing that was verbally mentioned in the intro as to why he would even have her is because they looked at the locket with Jason's mom, Mrs. Voorhees, and her boyfriend was like, you look like her. And she was like, ha nah. And oh, I was like, I, I know, guess right? I just, no. <laughs> I completely missed that. Yo, and if you miss that, because they only say it once, then you'll be like, why does he have her? It's because she looks like Jason's mom. When Jason hey, was maybe, an infant baby. Maybe, like, what the fuck? Maybe instead of doing, like, a reshoot of the end of the first movie, maybe they could have had a flashback to Jason being a kid and you see his young mom and she has red hair or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that would have worked. Yeah, it, it looks just like her. But, like, in the picture, like, first of all, this movie is so darkly lit that I can't see shit anyway. Mm-hmm. And so... Like and then like they showed the, the thing and I'm like I don't really know if it looks like her or not but I'm gonna take their word for it because they're trying to like tell me something because I'm the viewer but then like uh, I don't know why she's locked up like that like are you just gonna keep her in the thing whatever I don't know it was just awkward I don't know why he did that it was not, it was not very characteristic of Jason no and I'm not a fan of. Derek Mears as Jason. Same here. I thought that he wasn't, like, very big looking. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was just something off. He was a little too fast. And I don't know. I feel like this movie came out six years after Freddy vs. Jason. So I don't know why they didn't get, um... Ken with his face back. Yeah, the same guy that played him in Fravor's Jason. He was fucking huge. That's what I'm trying to see. Or you can always go back to Kane Hodder, but I know the reason they didn't invite Kane Hodder back for Freddy vs. Jason is because um... Shit, I forgot his name. I want to say Ang Lee, but that's not right in the slightest. Ang Lee is uh, the Brokeback Mountain director. Um, He wanted, like, a Juan? James Juan? No, it wasn't James Juan. Are we thinking of a director's name? (laughs) Just Google. Um, It was Ronnie Yu. Um, I don't know. Ronnie Yu didn't invite Kane Hodder back to be um, Jason because Kane is pretty short compared to Ken Kersinger. Yeah, he is short. <laughs> You're right. Uh, He's like a stout guy. Ken Kersinger is six. 
Ken Kurzinger is 6'5", and then he's bulky. And then yeah. I think, I don't know how tall Kane Hodder is. Kane Hodder is probably like 6'1". Wah, wah. <laughs> uh, Kane Hodder doesn't have his height listed. Hotter height. Google Kane Hotter height. <laughs> I I am. Stop yelling. He's, Sorry. Wait, Kane Hotter is only six. He's six two, so he's only three inches. Oh, wah, wah. I, don't, I don't know. Just something about this Jason was too slender or too small. It was too thin. He was fucking running so fast. I I thought it wasn't even Jason to begin with. I was like, who is this person See, running would, around? <laughs> so fast. I would have been more. I would have been more down with that. Like. I guess it would have been too similar to My Bloody Valentine 3D, where uh, turns out Jared Padalecki is actually the killer. Oh my god. Nice. Does he run really fast everywhere when he tries to get around and he's chasing you? Maybe. Jason was not uh, supposed to run like that. Yeah. Am I, is, is that because I've never seen him move that fast? Like, it kind of surprised me. And I was like, Am I no. like remembering it wrong? Does he run fast or just walk? No, slow? Jason. Jason doesn't run fast. He's just big and moves slow, <laughs> and then suddenly he's behind you. It's yeah. slasher movie logic where they move slow, and then suddenly they're right there. Dude, oh my god! Speaking of them suddenly being right there, they really went so hard on him just being right there uh, every mm -hmm. single chance they got, and I felt like it was a bit excessive because he would be in places that like. He literally shouldn't have gotten to, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. at one point he was on the ground and then like people looked up and then he was on the roof. I'm like, how the fuck did he do that? Um, and I know he runs really fast, but uh, it was just Jason's too much. Just really into parkour. Out of, <laughs> he just popped out of the ground. God, that was um, funny. <laughs> I also, so Danielle Panabaker, she was the girl who died right at the end. I don't think she should have died. I don't think her death contributed to the story. I think it would have been a lot sadder if the sister died. But I guess you can't kill a sister because she looks like Jason's mom. Yeah. Yeah, I guess not. And you know what? I agree with that, that that girl died. Because I honestly thought that since they all got out, I was like, oh, it's just going to be the three of them, you know, being survive survivors. Yeah. And then she died. And I was like, well, shit, that means everybody has to die. I mean, I hope that they don't just fucking survive like that weird sister brother thing which is always yeah. awkward. Um, you know, like, make it his girlfriend or some shit. Like, not his sister. Yeah. But, um... Which, God, Danielle yeah. Panabaker's character just got so fucked over in this movie. Her boyfriend doesn't want to go on a walk with her, and then he cheats on her, like, not even subtly. <laughs> I just, like, I don't know. <laughs> Whenever that scene happened, it was so, like, in your face that I was like, wait, is that her boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, it makes you because have to she's second guess yourself. Yeah, because she's not <laughs> reacting to I know. the fact that he's cheating on her, and he's not reacting to the fact that his girlfriend is knocking on the door while he has another girl on top of him. It was really so chill. She was like, "Guys, like, come on, you know, like, guys, <laughs> Jason is here." And then he got pissed at her, and he was like, "You're fucking this guy all over the woods," and she was like okay <laughs> it was just i was like what the fuck is happening like even in the shittiest movies people don't talk like that to each other i know i'm gonna make a new hashtag danielle panna baker's 
Friday the 13th character deserved better. And that's just the whole hashtag. (laughs) That's the whole hashtag. She did, though, because, like, all she wanted to do was, like, be a good person. And, like, people just took her, like, for granted. And then she died. Um, Like... And that sucks. Whatever. Were they trying to subvert the uh, final girl trope? Because she was set up to be the final girl. You know, the good virginal virginal girl with the douchebag boyfriend meets this hottie on a motorcycle. Yeah, I know, right? The motorcycle. Um, Maybe that's why I'm so offended by it is because they set her up to be the quintessential final girl for this movie. And then you kind of like her. And then it's like, oh, she just gets a shitty be dead. demise i didn't even yeah i didn't even see him like kill her he was like in the sub level of like wherever they were so he all you see is like the machete and i was like damn mm-hmm. like okay i guess she's dead now okay yeah man um, i guess uh so, yeah what else <laughs> so with however many times i've seen this movie this line always kills me right at the start of that very long sex scene when he says your stits are t- stupendous your tits are stupendous stupendous and then like who, yeah who says who that who wrote that who wrote that because like these kids don't say the word stupendous like i don't I, I don't like use it to describe anything maybe no but maybe maybe our men should start describing our tits as stupendous what about Okay, so regarding the nudity, like, does every girl in this movie have, like, fake breasts? Like, it was very, like, clear no, that I think th- it was... I think the only one that had fake breasts was um, the girl in the, the beginning. beginning. Yeah. That yeah. was, like, st- like, seriously, like, wow, like, you can't try to tell me those are real. <laughs> like, Yeah. Unless she just got a really botched boob job in the other girl who showed her boobs um like very nice did very yeah very like well done but you know maybe they um, they, they seemed kind of natural when she was like moving around i guess yeah um the girl um the girl in the sex scene those were definitely real they're definitely her real ones okay yeah they were too squishy were yes and then she like bent over and they like moved they actually moved with her body instead of like were like stuck to her chest like <laughs> like the other girls so yeah i got it. i agree but man I, ke- I keep forgetting that like nudity is a thing in slasher movies yeah because we don't get a lot of the gratuitous nudity anymore no, no barely with, ever like, man films. barely unless ever. they're like b-rated horror movies that uh that meme I shared on Facebook the other day, shitty plot, shitty characters, fix it with tits. Yeah, yeah. Everybody liked that one. You have a really, you share like really good memes that nobody else does, which is really cool. I like that. That was a funny one. But um, man, um, there was also uh, the line the um, black character said, are you fucking with me? I'm really high right now. I just finished smoking. That's, that's not something... Uh, yeah, that's it's not something stoners actually say. Yeah, they don't yeah, say I like, just and... finished smoking. It's not and... a chore. I just finished smoking. Yeah, um, and I know that like drinking and smoking is definitely a staple in slasher movies, but like 
they were just drinking and smoking like all fucking day and they didn't do anything else. <laughs> and that's why I like don't understand like their characters because like they didn't talk about anything other than like drinking and smoking. So I was like, ah, oh, shit, like I guess they'll all fucking die. <laughs> like yeah. nobody has they were any just... depth. <laughs> they were plots to, they were plot devices to get murdered and that's <laughs> what I don't understand. So this is more of a production note than a story note. But this movie had no atmosphere. One of the reasons I love the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre so much is that movie is just dripping with atmosphere. Oh my god, I know, right? And the, everything about that movie is scary and gross. Like, even yeah. the way it's filmed and the color of everything, it's gross, day or night. That I, That's why I like that movie so much, too. But this one is like, well, it's night, so all the lights are off and you can't see anything, so therefore you should mm -hmm. be scared. <laughs> like, I can't yeah. see anything, though. And, you know, that Texas Chainsaw 2005 had teen characters who were smoking and drinking on their road trip through yeah. Texas. Right. But that wasn't the only characteristic they had, so I, I really know. am... Maybe the fault with this lies in the screenplay, but atmosphere and lighting and shit that all comes down to the director so i just don't understand how freddy versus jason is such a fun awesome horror movie and then you got the great vision behind texas chainsaw of 2005 here how did that not make a decent friday the 13th movie i have no idea there was so much that they didn't do and I also felt like, I know this movie was pretty long, and like, tell me if you felt this way too. I felt like there wasn't like enough Jason. Like, did you feel that way yeah. too? Yeah, there wasn't enough. And the note from the description I read at the top of the show, um, they wanted a backstory that would make the viewer feel sympathy for him. I didn't get that at all. Oh man. Like, yeah, me Oh yeah, me too. I didn't get that either. What the fuck is that about? Was were we supposed to get that backstory to feel sympathy for him in the first 5 minutes of the movie where they're looking around his abandoned house and find the locket? I didn't feel shit then. <laughs> like had they gone with an origin story and made this like a Jason-centered story like leading up to him dying and then his mom planning revenge on the camp counselors i would have been here for it yeah i just i don't know like i don't this is why i always say friday the 13th should have been a one-off movie yes because they just i don't know how they can never seem to get this right no yeah they just don't and like we like watching it like we know like what could have been fixed and i feel like these these fixes were within their grasp and they just like didn't try and they just kind of like did it rather quickly and like you said there's no atmosphere like it's all pretty like plain it's like middle of the road and i just they kind of just let it go and it just didn't do well it just didn't Jason just disappoints me. <laughs> ah. Like his mother, I'm just disappointed in him all the time. And I know, right? And like, I, yeah, I didn't feel sympathy even when the girl was like, Jason, and he like looked at her. Maybe like we were supposed to feel sympathy because he was unmasked like twice. And I was like, well, not really. I'm like actually pretty surprised that he is unmasked like this many times, like shit. Um, and I guess it was cool that he started off with like the sack 
and then found mm-hmm. the mask, which is cool. But like, again, I'm gonna go back to like we didn't see him enough. Everything was too dark, and he seemed like too short and not big enough to be Jason because he wasn't like they didn't do any long shots like of him next to someone of average height to like compare. And I think maybe they didn't do that because they knew that the guy they got wasn't like quite the right stature for Jason. So it was all like yeah. fucking extreme close-ups. Yeah, Jason is Michael Myers you do close-ups of. Jason, you need to have him in the background be- just so you can get his size. Yes, how big exactly. and intimidating he is. Yes. Yeah. And then when he runs around so fast, it's almost like funny because you're like, shit, like, I didn't know he was that agile. And it was cool that he was able to like shoot the bow really well and aim that and then like throw that ridiculous axe throw super fast. But yeah, that was a really weird kill for me. (laughs) Me too. Me too. (laughs) He threw that thing at like 50 miles per hour and spun so fast. I was like, Jesus. Okay. There's a lot of just really weird things, you know, at every turn there was something that just didn't sit right with me. And I was mm-hmm. like, huh, just left me scratching my head a lot. And uh yeah. And also, uh, can we talk about whenever the sister like stabs him that she delivers the most like flat, like angry line to him of all time? where she says, like, see you in hell or some shit, but she does it like, it's like she's bored, you know? I, I don't know. There's just, like, no yeah. anger or passion when she's killing Jason. <laughs> it's like, that dude had you hostage for fucking six weeks. Shouldn't you be more angry and happy to kill him? Guess not. Yeah. Maybe that would have uh, meant a little more if they actually spent time with her being a hostage because we really only see her down there twice yeah we do uh i don't know like twice probably like twice and then uh no yeah i think just twice the first time when she's just down there and then jason goes down there and the second time when like they find her yeah yeah so what's she doing down there she just like locked up does he come down there every day because it seems like it, it that yeah there was no context because when jason went down there when she was there she was like trying to stay really quiet and hide and i was like wait does he know she's there because she's she's trapped and locked up so like he has to know she's there so it just didn't make any sense to you know there was just a whole lot of things that made you ask more questions because it just didn't yeah. kind of like it didn't flow together and is he feeding her? How is she still alive? How is she? Does she just pee where she's sitting? Like, yeah, how does he feed her? He threw that bag in there and she got it. And I was like, maybe he just like gives her stuff. I honestly thought that bag was filled with like food, but it was like her brother's bag. And I was like, oh shit, yeah. So he must bring her food or something. <laughs> this is why it would have worked better if it wasn't really Jason under the mask. Like, okay, maybe keep Jason in the movie, but make the weird redneck guy who fucked his mannequin ah. make him like parading around as Jason to scare off locals and then 
He finds this girl who looks like his mannequin, and he falls in love with her, and then he kidnaps her after killing all of her friends. And yeah. I mean, because Jason doesn't take hostages. How, how does he get food? Is he hunting? Is he going through Burger King? I don't know. <laughs> um, and wouldn't that be better? Because it seems like when Jared Padalecki was going like door to door, everybody knows about Jason. So, like, that would actually make total and complete fucking sense if someone was masquerading as him because he was a little fucked up. And so that would yeah. make sense to me completely. Also, it's funny that you say, is Jason, like, going out to get food and stuff? Whenever that the truck, like, stopped for, I guess, uh, whoever it was, the one, ki- like, kid, and he just, like, waved... I was like, oh, my God, is that Jason? Can he drive? <laughs> like, I really thought it was Jason <laughs> driving that truck. <laughs> but it was, like, some I rando. Mean, and I was like, damn it, just have him drive, man. Just, like, go there. At this point, you're already there. You could do everything else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jason's been to space. I'm sure he can figure out how to drive a car. <laughs> I know, it's just drive a car. He's already, like, a track star like really good at bow bow hunting and like really good at axe throwing and he's you know so just he can probably drive a car too man hey i just i don't understand how they keep not making good friday the 13th movies oh that sucks it's it's just is there any more story notes or do you want to go to production now yeah we can talk about production we already went into it. There was there was no atmosphere in this movie. It's none. There were boobs, but that doesn't create atmosphere. But that one girl was like doing the what is that what is that call that she was doing on like the boat with her boyfriend and she oh, was like um, what is it? Yeah, wake surfing. Yeah, she was like wake surfing topless. And she was like doing that would pretty probably good. Probably hurt. I know. With her size boobs, I think that would hurt because they would like just be really bouncing up and down. Really bouncing up and down with absolutely no support. And then if you wipe out, like, I don't know. And I I was surprised that she was like doing so good. In the Wikipedia notes, it says that they used some of the original score. I didn't notice that if they did. I did not know. Maybe they mean they use the like noise which I don't think that counts as like original score. I think that's just like the overall sound yeah. that we expect to hear. But I didn't notice any other original score, dude. Like this this could just be because I'm not a huge Friday the 13th fan, so I don't really watch it yeah. that often. Like I do Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween. Oh, yeah. But I just, I can't pinpoint like the iconic Friday the 13th score, like the chi-chi ha-ha. Yeah. There's that. <laughs> But, like, had they done Halloween 2018, it didn't include the iconic synthesizer score that John Carpenter did, I would notice. If they were to come back and do a new Nightmare on Elm Street movie and they didn't have that, um... It's in my head, but I can't replicate it with my mouth. Everybody knows what I'm talking about, that, uh... Is it... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they didn't have that, it would be, uh, weird. It would be, but then they're like, "Oh yeah, original score." And I'm like, "But where?" <laughs> like, I was I was looking so hard to see the people on the screen that I like was blocking out all the noise that was coming out of the speakers. 
I was squinting so hard. And yeah, that shit was dark. And then like there were moments where they were in dark places with like lights that were flickering and it was even worse. And I was like, I'm just gonna zone out a little bit because I can't keep up with what's even happening right now. Yeah. Didn't it suck at the end? Uh, they had turned on that meat grinder or whatever it was to kill Jason with and they don't use it. If you're going to show a meat grinder on screen, you're go you gotta fucking use it. Even like, yeah, because he like falls back into it and then his head is kind of like bobbing up and down. I was like, is he gonna go all the way through it or no? Like, come on now. Fucking. Why, nope. why wouldn't? But I guess if they put him through the fucking meat grinder, he you can't get that last minute jump scare right yeah. at the end. <laughs> yeah, because you know that he's really dead in pieces, but they're like, let's put him back in the water because. We know that the water will make him come back to life and, like, revive him. Because mm -hmm. that's how it is. Man. But I don't, I, I don't hate this movie as much as other people do. I uh, think its biggest crime is that it didn't know what it wanted to be. And it was just so... It was pretty boring. God, yeah. <laughs> I like, know. At least, at least Jason X is exciting. It had me it on the edge of my seat. It, yeah, it does, because, like, it's star-studded, first of all. It's action-packed, and, like, there's plenty of great kills, and there's J Jason is in, like, every second of the movie, so it's just, like, mm -hmm. anything you could ever want. Plus, it's in space. Um, This one, how long was this movie? This movie was longer than necessary, because there's, like, three intros. It, it was only an hour and 36 minutes, but it felt so much longer. What? I think because they had those two intros. Uh, you're right. <sighs> because by the time the second one's done, you feel like you've watched half the movie because yeah. everybody's dead. Everybody is dead. And then it's like Friday the 13th. I'm like, oh, okay. We haven't yet begun. <laughs> like, instead of doing that as a separate intro, couldn't you uh, just have that go on at the same time the other group of kids are arriving at the lake? And then Jared yeah. Padalecki is already with that group, and he's like, hey, my sister's been gone for a while. Um, I'm, I haven't seen her. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It no. just it felt so long. It, it was long, and I feel like they should have had them, like, you know, happening. Like, the, the kids are getting killed in the woods while the other kids are, like, driving there, you know? Like, and it just mm -hmm. happened. That would be cooler. And then Jared Padalecki shows up later, like, hey, it's been one week instead of six weeks. Uh, and like all these things happened and I'm here now. So like, <laughs> you really waited a while. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, as you can see with this movie, it's, it's good, but it's not the best. Yeah. Yeah. It's watchable. It's, it's watch just a little, watchable. it's a little tedious. Glad I finally did watch it though. Now I can cross it off my movies list over here. My little movies book. Um, I really, I really had a, I've been anticipating watching this for a long time too. And so for it to be like this kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. And you oh, know, well. it's a, it's a little early, but it kind of lined up pretty well. Uh, a three, three-ish year anniversary. And it feels like we do a new Friday the 13th-esque movie every anniversary yeah. so happy anniversary <laughs>
Happy anniversary. That's really cool. I had no idea. We're we're not doing them in order, but we're we're doing them. We're doing them, guys. Maybe next year we'll uh, do Jason Jason Takes Vancouver. Jason Takes Vancouver, a.k.a. Jason on the cruise ship. (laughs) He doesn't take Manhattan. He's on a fucking boat. Why can't you call it Jason's on on a boat? Jason, uh, Jason at sea. Like, come on, people. Like, he you're... fucking takes the cruise ship to get to New New York. <laughs> the fuck? What are you doing? What a weird movie that is. Well, we'll get to it <laughs> next year. Yeah, next year we'll get to it. Hopefully, Netflix will put it up. Hopefully, it's they cycle through the nightmare movie, not nightmare Friday the Thirteenth movies. So, yeah, it seems like they do. That's cool. Oh, man. Well, what... Uh, oh, wait, before we wrap up, we have to discuss the realistic aspects of the film, which make it so scary. Yeah, um, I guess just <laughs> living your whole life unappreciated by your cheating boyfriend only to get stabbed through the back with a fucking machete before you're 18. That's pretty scary. <laughs> uh, oh, my God, I was going to say the scariest thing is their relationship. <laughs> that guy what an a-hole he's like first of all he's obsessed with money and the cabin and second of all i can't believe he really had sex with like that girl and then like got mad at his girlfriend oh my god but you (laughs) know what i'm glad he's dead you know what we didn't see their entire relationship so let me play devil's advocate maybe he only cheated on her because he felt emotionally distant from her. Like maybe she's really never been there for him. She doesn't support his dreams to learn all the big words in the dictionary. And then this pretty girl with stupendous tits shows up. Yes, and and she's dancing. Yeah, and she does seem impressed by his use of the word stupendous. I mean, what would you do in his... It's What I'm saying is they had an unhealthy relationship on both sides. You know what? And that's a good point. We all, we can't always blame the man sometimes it could be the woman's fault too and like we have no idea she could just just never want to be with him you know and she could be like a crazy jesus freak we couldn't know that and maybe he just had it up to there and you know what she did get killed so maybe she does have some shady shit going on behind the scenes because yeah you don't just die for no reason in a horror movie she probably did she probably has like a very unhealthy past and did all the bad things uh, and broke all the rules and everyone thought she was you know fine because she looks like all innocent but no and so she Jason knows so she had it yeah she probably has like all the locals seem to be on meth so she was probably the one selling it to them probably (laughs) so what else is scary um I guess getting what else is really getting hit in the head with a boat yeah also speaking of that real quick we never see what happens to the boat we after don't. it hits her i guess it fucking flies out of the lake or crashes or yeah something they should have brought that back because they never find the other bodies they just kind of forget about that uh <laughs> they just forget and also the dude who was so worried about the boat his friend being on the boat never goes to check and see if they went on the boat or not so i guess he never really cared yeah you know, with the boat, they should have just gone all the way and have her, like, get killed by going through the fucking fans underneath it. Tell her! Yeah. Yeah. That would have been cool. Why stuff. didn't that happen 
she got fucking bonked. She got she should have been knocked out, but like her head was bleeding and then it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Anyway, whatever. What? Um, Why? You know what? You know it's really scary. Damn. Yeah. The the fact that they wasted their R rating on three sets of boobs and not up and up the gore ante. If Friday the 13th needs anything, it's excessive gore. Excessive gore and blood, but there's way too much nudity. And then there was, like, porn magazines, too, which, like, added to it. And I was like, I, I would rather see, like, a lot of gore, please. Because we know, if you've seen Freddy vs. Jason, that it can be done. Mm-hmm. And it should be done because of his machete that's, like, seven feet long. Mm-hmm. Okay? So... Uh, and it's like razor sharp too, of course. Um, but anyway, Sam, you know what's really scary is living in a town with only one cop who's also oh, the sheriff. That was my other production note that I forgot to say. <laughs> I actually really, yeah. I thought that was a really cool shot when Jason stabbed the cop through the head and it like pans through the wall to the other side. I, yeah. I thought that was a cool shot. It was cool, but he killed that's the whole police force is just that one man because no other cop showed up he's the only dude around and like everyone knows him by name Mm -hmm. and he knows the townspeople by name so that's like come on like let's be real here there's gonna be a couple more dudes (laughs) yeah so living in a town with one cop yeah i'm from a really small town i was born in union city michigan which has a population of like 1500 people and they have at least 10 cops at least 10, thank you. <laughs> Good. I'm pretty sure there's a legal ratio you're supposed to have in a town. There has to be. But people think that if you live in a hick town, that only, like, they don't care about the loss. So, like, you just have one cop who just, like, it, he's not even a cop. He's just playing dress up. Like, no, nah, man, there's got to be more people because they call the police. Fucking movie. Oh, and if there's one cop and someone calls the police and then someone else has an emergency, you're just fucked. <laughs> You're fucked because he's dead now. So Yeah. Yeah. That that is really scary. That's really yeah, like what if there was a real emergency? Everyone knows about Jason, so it's not really an emergency. (laughs) Um Yeah, they all seem pretty cool about it. The fact that the town's just cool with the fact an entire town is just cool with a serial killer walking around. Uh, they really, they would get pissed at out. They're like, we, we don't like it when you guys come around because you fuck around too much and like get killed. Like, I wish that you would just leave him alone. <laughs> like, what do you mean? He's the fucking killer. And they're like, we know about him. And they're like, who's him? And they're like, <laughs> fuck. Like, what? Where are they? Oh my God. Like, where is Crystal Lake? Where is Camp Crystal Lake supposed to be? Let's Google. I don't, yeah, Google it and see where it's, like, supposed to be. I know it's not a real place, but they really made Um, it out to be, like, some backwoods hit country town, but there's, like, a multi-million dollar cabin out there, too. Okay, so the real Camp Crystal Lake is in Stark, Florida. Mm. Or there's Crystal Lake Camps in Hughesville, Pennsylvania. Uh, Florida, how lame. <laughs> I guess either place works with like hillbilly people. Yeah, uh, I guess. it is located in Crystal Lake, Cunningham County, New Jersey. 
that's where uh, um, New, New Jersey. Yeah, that's where uh, it's set. So that's where it is. Okay, excellent. Oh well. Um, wow. What else? What else is there? Um, I don't know. I think that's it. Nothing else is really scary. Just having a Jason that runs really fast is pretty frightening because mm -hmm. he's not supposed to do that. Yeah, he's not. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's about it. Waiting six weeks to look, waiting six weeks to look for your sister, like that's scary. I would want people to search for me like the minute I didn't return home from my camp from my camping trip. Yeah, They're like oh we'll wait. <laughs> Yeah, and none wait till mom dies. And none of my <laughs> friends come back either. Is no one looking for her group of friends? I know. That's why I was so shocked that it's six weeks later. And he's like, Yeah, I'm looking for my sister. And I'm like, dude, like after two days, you need to call the police. Oh wait, there's only one cop. But like then where where were they before if he had to come back to their hometown? It did, I just got really confused as to where people were supposed to be living. I, so, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, whatever. I guess let's just wrap it up with the end notes. Yeah, that's all I got. I'll give this a meh. 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 For real. <clears throat> anyway, great talk. So, Real Horror Show was created by Sam Odie and Stormy Skies and is directed by Sam Odie. Uh, in this uh, episode, what have we learned I guess don't wait six weeks to look for your sister. Yeah, seriously, don't um, do that. That sucks. And you can uh, <laughs> lose your virginity to a mannequin. Yeah, yeah. So watch out. Um, like what you hear? You can find Real Horror Show on Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play Store, Stitcher, and iTunes. Really, really like what you hear. Follow us on Twitter at horrorshow underscore underscore pod or search a real horror show on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook at Real Horror Show. Like our page and share our stuff. Excuse me. We also have a website that all of our written reviews and podcasts can be found. Realhorrorshow.com. Wanna interact with us? Wanna make sure we're real humans and not space vampires? Comment on our website or email us at realhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. Uh wanna argue with us about something? or think you have a really great horror movie review that you're dying to share with two random strangers from the internet, submissions are open for movie reviews. Check out the submit page on our website and follow the rubric before sending us anything. If it's not done according to the rubric, it will be disregarded. Sorry, not sorry. Um, we haven't posted any written reviews as of late, but there are fabulous ones on our website, so definitely go check them out. Um, me and Sam both like to... That reminds me, somebody wanted <laughs> yeah. to submit a review to our... Yeah, I meant to ask you about it i just reminded myself of that too but anyway we love horror and if you're listening you do too especially in times such as these please help us keep our project going by visiting our support page on our website where you can make a one-time donation via paypal we also have an amazon wish list if you feel like buying us something tangible will help convey your love more than a monetary donation would also, buy us a coffee is a button you can click that will pay us the amount you would need to buy a coffee. A little bit goes a long way. And one more thing, um, if you can't help us monetarily right now, um, simply liking, sharing, or writing us a review of the podcast will help us out tremendously. Just doing those small things really helps. So thanks for that. 
Let's see. Uh, submissions are open for our yearly anthology called the October Monologues. Check out the submission guidelines on our website and send us your creepy shit. Um, any other pertinent news other than the global pandemic that we're currently living in? Um, uh, 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 <laughs> and Easter's canceled. Yeah, no, I'm thinking because it was supposed to be announced officially <laughs> March 27th, which is after, before this episode is supposed to come out. But I don't know if okay. they're still doing that because of the pandemic, so I'll just cut it out if it is canceled. Yeah. I'm finally having a pl- message redacted. Absolutely. So more news on that as things develop in the world and in what's going on with Sam and her creative project. All right. I have no news, really. Um, our outro song is you have a lot of free time on your hands, so you better be submitting uh, shit. You know what? I I submitted some couple things like the other day, and uh, I'll I'll get back into my rhythm. I me and my husband just bought a house, so we're like gonna be completely moved in by the time you're listening to this. Um, and then after that happens, then I'll like feel more settled, and I'll have time to actually focus on like not moving anymore. So I've been I've been like moving for like the past month. So, and then like this this happened yeah. like right after that. So <laughs> it's like dealing with like yeah. remote learning, global pandemic, and moving. <laughs> awesome. But okay, it is what it is. So anyway, our outro song is called "Creepy Doll" by Jonathan Colton. And thank you, fuck off, and have a swell evening. Bye. I love the creepy doll that always follows.